It is rivalry day for a couple of our ACC favorites. We're going to talk about NC State, North Carolina. We're talking about Wake Forest in Virginia, but the one kicking off, Miami and Duke. I feel like Miami owes Duke a lick back. We'll talk about it on today's show. Who's going to come out on top of these games? All will have those answers on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joining you from live and direct as we talk through the yeah. ACC Saturday matchups for the men. We got some really great games going down, and we couldn't do all this conversation without our homie, Kenton Gibbs. Kenton, how are you feeling? I'm great, as always. It's a it's a good Saturday with a great lineup of games. I'm ready to get into it. This is this is like a, a juicy cut of filet mignon, medium done, just just perfect. I need to get my teeth into this thing. As we kick off the first slow slot of games, it's set noon action, but we've got all the money in wheelings and dealings to make you prepared for today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. And if you had your money on it, maybe it would be down in Durham, North Carolina. And that's where the Miami Hurricanes are are playing right now as they face the Blue Devils. And the Blue Devils, of course, not having the season that everyone thought, or maybe there was no expectations at all, but it certainly has been a good one for Miami. But can they keep it up playing in a hostile environment? Like, I was going to say Krzyzewskiville, but should it be Shireville now? I guess. I guess I, it's, it's – you know. but, but you know what? Let's be yeah. honest. That kind of is the program that Coach K built. So, I mean, that's forever going to be Krzyzewskiville to some – to some extent, like even when uh, Coach K goes to the great beyond, that's still gonna be Coach Shashevskyville to to some degree, at least. Right. But with that being said, I am going to tell you this: this game to me will be all about one thing: the start. And let me tell you why: this Duke team and the Cameron Crazies. If you're looking at what that environment is going to be like. Duke is a exponentially better team at home than they are on the road. They're a better team at home because that energy in Cameron is palpable. Like for people who've never been there, it's hard to describe if you've been and you've been to a game, what it's like in that arena is not that big. It's hot. It's loud. It's the, it feels like the fans are right on top of you basically. Now, the thing that Miami can do to help their case in winning this game, get off to a hot start. Yeah. Don't say that, oh, I don't really feel like it till the second half. That will not cut it today because <laughs> if those crazies get on your head, it's going to be a real hard time. If that little hot gym get real hot and it's going to feel smaller, all of a sudden you might get a little claustrophobic and there's going to be some troubles there. But yeah. if you get off to a good start, I'm not saying you'll silence the fans because those fans are never silent. But they'll be quieter. It'll be a little less ruckus than if you were down, say, 10 or, or 8 or 5 heading into halftime as opposed to you going in with a 10-point lead or a 5-point lead or so. Sure. And I know like we talk about Isaiah Wong all the time, but he's definitely can't be the only one. And the bench is certainly going to have some help. Are there any key players from Miami's team that are going to have to have a pretty good performance today? 
I'm looking at the big man. I'm looking at uh, Omiri. I I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. Uh, do you? Can you help me out with that pronunciation Mm-mm. of his name? You got it. Okay. I butcher well, names all the time here. I, I'm looking. I'm looking at the big man. He's going to be the key to this thing for me because he's going to have uh, multiple roles in terms of what I'm looking at and what I'm going to expect him to do. Yes, obviously he's a very good shot blocker. That is no ifs ands or buts about it. So rim protection will be part of it. But also, you're looking at a a situation where these the players from Duke. If you look at who is the the quote unquote leader of the charge or who gets that team going at their highest level, when their bigs are rolling, that's when you have problems. That is when you're going to find um, a lot of very very tough things for stopping their offense. So I'm I'm looking at Norchad O'Meara. That's that's the player I'm saying. Hey. You've got to step up. You've got to play a really, really good game here because if not, again, it's going to be a tough goal. It's going to be a tough goal at stopping Duke because Duke's bigs, when they're scoring, that's that's the problem. That's when you're in the zone of looking up and saying to yourself, wait a minute, what's happening? How are we down 10 points? Because that's just that's the reality. Specifically, Kyle Flipowski, if Omir is, is doing a good job on Flipowski, this game should be going well for Miami. If not, if Flipowski and, and company are Filipowski, rolling, Filipowski, Filipowski, and company are rolling, hey, that's that's gonna be a. And I don't, I don't know why you're looking at me like that. <laughs> I'm not looking at the that, These boys got some names on them. Okay, y'all ain't finna judge me. You ain't finna judge. I, I don't care. I, I ain't look no way. But I think that yeah, I think Jeremy Jeremy Roach also, you know, if he's playing, has to have a good game. And if not, Proctor's gonna have to step up in big ways. But that guard play is going to be make or break for Duke. You know, if they if they can't figure out how to you know facilitate, you know, I, as as much as you want the big men to do, like they got to have someone to give them the rock as well as you know, create some offense themselves. I mean, I 100 percent agree. And to, for me personally, when I look at this team and I look at what they do well or or what they struggle with. I look at a Duke team that offensively at times they do have struggles with ball movement. And so like, if I'm looking at a Miami team that I think defensively is good enough, I'm not counting on Duke all of a sudden figuring out ball movement for just this game. I'm looking at them saying, you need to go to your bread and butter and what works and what works for y'all. What has been working? Who's your leading scorer? Who's the guy that leads the charge here? It's Filipowski. Who's your most consistent player here? It's Filipowski. So at the moment, he's he's a part of a he's a part of what we're seeing in terms of like a lot, a lot, a lot of good bigs in this conference. And, and he's one of them that, you know, at the end of the day, this team goes as he goes because Roach has been up and down inconsistent. Proctor has played like a freshman at times. It's it's going to be on his shoulders as to whether or not this team gets the job done today. Absolutely. We have some other marquee games that we're going to go more in depth, but we still want to remind you of the other teams playing today. Syracuse will face off against Georgia Tech. They'll play at 12 on ACC Network Extra. This is just one of those games where like, hey, let's fight for like a good spot in the ACC tournament, right? You don't want to play on the first day, so like, let's get things done. That's honestly all I see in this game. Joe Girard going to do his thing, Jesse Edwards, all the things, but I don't see I don't see it being a problem for Syracuse, but then I say that and I'm like, eh, maybe Syracuse drops one against Georgia Tech. Wouldn't surprise me. Again, this is the ACC. This is the ACC. We can all pretend like Georgia Tech is is just the worst team in the world and there's no hope for them. There's only one team at that level in the ACC right now, and we don't need to mention them. 
This Georgia Tech They're team. They're not even playing today. Thank you. That's what I'm they saying. Need that, they need a break. Jesus. And that's why I said we're not going to mention them. This Georgia Tech team has shown us they can play with the best. They can beat the best. They beat uh, Miami already this season. And so with that being said, this is not a, a team that I'm looking at and saying, hey, there's no way under God's green earth that they have a chance in this game. But with that being said, um, Syracuse should get the job done here. I, okay. I Being on the road presents a little bit of a challenge, but sure. I think that Joe Girard and the boys have enough to, to get this done. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college basketball. They've got everything you want and more because they are the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting info. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends happening at BetOnline because it's where the game starts. Rocking and rolling with Kenton Gibbs. We're talking about all the ACC matchups going down today. Wake Forest and Virginia being one of those key matchups because let me tell you, playing in the Joel is difficult, but playing against a inspired Wake Forest team is certainly going to be a difficult one for Virginia. Now this Virginia team feeling themselves right now. Top 10 team in the country can't blame them. They beat their rivals Virginia Tech handedly, and they're starting to figure out who they were. I always said, you know, they might sneakily be the best team in the regular season, and maybe even in the tournament for the ACC, but there's a lot to be played for here for Wake Forest in Virginia when you talk about the top couple spots here in the men's standings. You know, when I'm looking at this game and I'm saying to myself, you know, who do I expect to win or, or what do I expect to happen here? Virginia is slight favorites in this game, and I, I don't know simply because this Wake Forest team has surprised me before. They've shown up in, in games where I'm like, Oh, yeah, they they should keep it close, but I'm not sure if they're necessarily going to win this thing. And they've done that before this year. Uh, and like you talked about, playing in, in Wake Forest, is a, it's another you know uh, venue that's not exactly easy to win at. And this is the ACC. No road win is going to come easy. Um, so the question is going to be, how well does Kihei Clark move the ball? And if this offense does go anemic or does have those stretches where they struggle with scoring, does their defense hold up? Because Wake Forest is a very balanced team that has a lot of different guys. When you look at their scouting report, you're going to see multiple guys that, oh, yeah, they can go off for 10, 15, even 20 for some of these guys on pretty much any night. So how do you stop that balanced of an attack is, is going to be the question for Virginia here. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think just in terms of these are two strong teams that have all strong components, right? There are weak spots. Sure. We always talk about that, but everybody plays as a team. They play as a unit and it's almost like who's going to be off of their game more. And I honestly think that it's going to be Virginia because they're going to get rattled by the energy of the Joel. I think that's going to help Wake Forest, but I don't want Wake Forest to get too complacent when it comes to playing a really good Virginia team. Hopefully that offense is just too sound for them and they're able to just make some key and clutch shots between Appleby and Hildreth and Carr. And those guys just, I mean, they're playing, they're balling, right? They're doing what they have to do. Yeah, so. both both teams coming in on four-game winning streaks, two of the hottest teams in the conference. I mean, this is going to be an exciting game, I feel like. This should be a close, exciting game. Right now the spread is about three points, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Three points Absolutely. Virginia's way, so we'll see. Absolutely. That'll go down on ESPNU at 2 p.m. Then you also have Boston College and Notre Dame 2 p.m. game on ACC Network Extra. You know, 
you got to play. You got to play somebody, you know, just do what you can with the best of what you got. I know Mike Bray news of his retirement. Maybe that'll make Notre Dame play a little more inspired. I'm always wondering and curious if once a coach announces retirement or they might be let go, how does that affect the players, right? If you say to yourself, damn, we're doing so bad that, you know, because it's about that time. Or, you know, I feel bad because we're losing that people are blaming him when ultimately we're out here you know, executing the X's and O's. You know, I've never been in a position where a coach has retired while I was playing in terms of a head coach. But that's got to be a, a tall order to kind of overcome and just be like, eh, well, you know, this is that's what it is, what it is. However, the fortunate part about this for uh, Notre Dame is i mean realistically you're playing one of the teams in this conference that is like very very bad like you're playing one of the teams in the conference you that you ain't got to say all that you don't have to say all that okay very, very bad. Right. okay okay let me just say this let me just say this <laughs> boston college is on the road going up to south bend or yeah. going west to south bend i guess from boston going west from south bend do you know how many road wins uh boston college has this year two Zero. I don't think they'll <laughs> get their first. Nice. I don't think they'll get their first today. I think not Brandon after boys, the news broke. Yeah, no. I, I think Brandon boys have enough to get this job done. Um, and again, you know, we love Boston College's head coach. We love all of Boston College's head coaches give you the energy to want to do great things for them as far as like, you know, working in the media and all that. But uh, for whatever reason, it, when it comes to putting those players on the field and getting those great things, done, eh, it's a, it gets a little, a little hairy at that point. Definitely a little touchy. Florida State will take on Pitt at 3 p.m. on ACC Network Extra. And that is going to be, you know, more of the same as we mentioned Two, you know, fairly decent teams. I give the nod to Pitt. I think they're having a little bit better of a seat much better season than Florida State. But Florida State is coached by Coach Hamilton. We know that it's possible. Can Mills, Copeland, and the guys figure things out? You know, they haven't had you know as deep of a bench as they're used to. But still, I think this is a really good Florida State team when they want to be. You know, yeah. When they, I, when they want to be, I, I struggle. I, I very mightily struggle to give this Florida State team a, a good shot and a chance here. Mm-hmm. This Pitt team has been one of the good surprises of the ACC. They have been a very good, a very good team, a top tier team in this conference so far this season. And there's a reason for that, right? Coach Capel has got these guys believing. They're buying in. They're playing hard on the defensive end and all that. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. Um, I don't know what's going on with Coach Hammond, the boys. I'm not going to lie to you. Not going not to tell you any talk. You can bring back Jersey Drake next week to discuss. But, yeah, for sure. It's definitely not, off. Exactly. Not going to tell you any tall tales here. But um, this is, again, a pit team that – not only do they play hard defensively, they finish off the uh, they finish off defensive possessions with an absolutely amazing um, defensive uh, with an absolutely amazing amount of defensive rebounds, and, and they force teams to one and dones. If this Florida State team cannot use their length to get second chance points and get um, buckets close to the basket, it's going to be a problem. Which I think it will be. I, I don't I don't see a world in which they do a a great job of uh, stopping Pitt from hey. After they miss a shot, one possession, and we're going the other way. A thousand percent. The biggest game to me of the weekend comes from the rivalry between North Carolina State and North Carolina. That'll happen at 5 p.m. on ACC Network Extra. I think it's big because it matters for the first time in a long time. 
It, you know, has implications for where the ACC standings are. It has, you know, that new fresh energy of a little bit of a rivalry with the trash talk. And, you know, you have, honestly, the horses in the stable a little bit better for NC State than you have had in years past. And I really feel like you can't just go into Chapel Hill assuming you're going to get the victory, but you have a much better chance than you've had in recent years. You know, this is this is a situation for NC State where you're a hot team too. You're a one of the teams in the conference that is very hot yourself. You're another one of those teams on a four-game win streak, doing what you got to do, all that good stuff. The very simple fact of the matter is going to come down to one thing. You're not going to stop Armando Baycock, but can you contain him? That man is averaging 18 and 11. Of course, when you take the averages up because it's really 17.6 and 11.2, but you get the point. That man is averaging 18 and 11. If you cannot keep him under wraps, I'm not saying stop him. I'm not saying hold him to two points and nothing like if you can hold him down to about 10 and 10, you've got a great shot. You've got an amazing shot because again, this is a, a UNC team that for whatever reason, I have never seen a backcourt that I look at and say they are as talented, but as dysfunctional as um, Davis and love combined, because, you know, Davis, your screen is like, you're screaming at Davis, be more aggressive, shoot the ball more, hunt your shot out. And you're screaming the exact opposite to Caleb love and neither one will listen. Neither one. So, you know, RJ is just like, Hey, it's all right. We'll, We'll let whoever do this and they'll figure it out. And Caleb's like, I'll figure it out. I got it. I got the ball. I'll shoot it. And it's like, please. So we'll we'll see here. Um, this has not been a historically good matchup for NC State. And again, even this year, it's going to be a tough one because they're without a ton of length um, to potentially stop Armando Baycott and, and Leaky Black on the inside. You're not going to see a, an easy uh, win here. Well, I'm challenging Burns to kind of be that bully today, right? Like, mm-hmm. I know you don't play 45 minutes. I know the game's I know the game's only 40, but I know you don't play the whole time. But I think, you know, when you are in, utilize those minutes. Make sure that you are playing bully ball. That's going to be the key to me for NC State to even have a chance to win. But not only that, if they make some clutch shots between Smith and Joyner and Marcel, it's going to be a very frustrating day for UNC because they're going to keep getting punched in the mouth and they can't always respond well because of the, you know, circus shots that you're seeing sometimes from Caleb Love from the do too much of, you know, ball handling from RJ Davis. And then you got, you know, some other components like, all right, after them, after Armando Baycott, who's in the rotation that you trust? You know, like yeah. who's in the rotation that you feel confident in? Or maybe this is the day that we see a lot more from Jalen Washington. Maybe this is the day that we see, you know, uh, what's my guy's name? Seth Trimble come out and have a star show and all the things. So I think it's going to be a lot of who are going to be those fourth and fifth guys that are going to make sure, or even the guys that come off the bench to ensure that UNC gets the victory day. So a lot to be said for this matchup. Final game we want to mention too, as we talk about men's hoops, if you have not yet, please look at the schedule. There's a lot of great games happening happening today and there's a lot of good betting matchups to get in so make sure you get your money right final game with our top ACC team Clemson will go travel or excuse me stay at home to face Virginia Tech and while you say say to yourself okay this should be a gimme Virginia Tech can't win the ACC matchup for nothing it's still just I want to give them a chance why should I let it go Kenton Clemson is just that good or Virginia Tech maybe still has a little there 
I just, you know, this Virginia Tech team, to say that they're in a tailspin may be an understatement, right? You're looking at six straight losses. You're looking at the last team they beat being Grambling. You're looking at a loss to Boston College in there. You're looking at a very, very uh, discombobulated and confused team in a lot of ways. And with that being said, you're going into one of the best teams in the conference's home. Now, I have made this mistake before in writing (laughs) off teams. I've made this mistake before in saying, like, oh, this team is going through a tough stretch. I don't know if they'll be able to get out of it. But you know what? Damn it, I'm doubling down. This Virginia Tech (laughs) team is not getting the win at Clemson today. It'll be too much Hunter Tyson and company. And uh, at the end of the day, Mutz and Padula can't do it all by themselves. They need some help. They need somebody on this team that's not them to step up. And they're always finding ways, finding very interesting ways to lose very close games. And so with that being said, um, if that happens in this game, I'm sorry. With that being said, if this game is close, I'm going to count on them to do what they've done before because the best predictor of future behaviors is the past. And in the past, in close games this season, again, all of these losses that they suffered, Boston College overtime, Wake Forest, two points, last loss to Clemson, three points, um, lost NC State, four points. So these are not, you know, they're not getting blown out here. They only have, of their losses on the season, only two were by double digits, and that was exactly 10 points. Uh, so with the with the, with this game being what it is, if it's close, I'm I'm definitely going to go Clemson's way. Well, it's a pick game for Vegas, it seems. And so, you know, they like we always say, Vegas knows something that we don't. This yeah. is going to be way closer than it should be, and maybe that's telling of where Clemson is right now. But there's a lot to be said for all of these matchups. Can't wait to talk about on Monday a little bit of recap as well as some of the Sunday games for the women that are all be good and look forward to having that rundown of show. But, Kenton, any final thoughts as we head into the weekend? Is there anyone that's popping out to you before we get out of here? I know NC State fans like to get on me and say, oh, you don't show Quavian Smith enough love. Well, he's an amazing dynamic scorer. Absolutely. He's not mentioned as my key player for NC State because do y'all remember what happened last time they played North Carolina? He dropped 30 and they got blew out. <laughs> so it's not about just him. It'd be great if he could do that. It'd be great if Jarkel takes care of the ball and he takes care of the ball and all that good stuff. But to me, the key to this game is stopping that monster who really should be, to me, is running away with the ACC player of the year, that that's the guy. That's the, the whole ticket right there. The team goes as he goes. If you, I promise you, if you force those guards to feel pressure and feel like the game is on us the entire time, both of them will shrink in different ways. They'll shrink in different and unique ways. So if you let Armando be Armando and get his 18 and 12, then the guards don't feel pressure. Then they can just go ahead and be lackadaisical and do their thing and and play team ball. But when you make them feel pressure, one of them is not going to want to shoot. And the other one is going to want to shoot every time he touches the ball. So, you know, that's that's why that's the key. And that's why I didn't mention to Fair enough. PJ Hall, not the player of the year. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Just, just joking. I like a little spice. You know, I love a little spice for all. His teammate is in the conversation. Hunter Tyson is in the conversation, but oh, 100%. Even, even, even him, I don't think that he has the same impact on his team that Armando. Of course not. 
Of course not. It's just a little jokey joke. All right, guys, come back on Monday. We have all the ACC news recaps and more, even talking about Duke football again because they're looking for a new defensive coordinator, and it might come from Texas a and So we're going to talk about that because it could be solidified by the weekend. And we're going to have more transfer portal news and all the fun things as we prepare for what should be a very exciting spring. So for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, we hope you guys have a great and safe weekend. Until next time.